Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready. Ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of the Pleasure Zone, Pleasure Diva, and Body Whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Hello, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome to the Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and I'm your host, Milica Yelenich. I'm so glad to have you guys listening tonight for a very interesting topic about private parts, because what else would we talk about on this show, really? Somehow those private parts always become public on this show, don't they? So, so for those of you who are listening in um, and you'd like to know a little bit about me, I actually work with bodies all day, every day, pretty much. One of my um, greatest joys is actually gifting bodies with even more ease and more pleasure. Um, I actually did a post, a little post on social media last week that was essentially uh, 100% accurate, was that I said, when people ask me what I do, I essentially say that I play with bodies until they, um, something like writhe in joy. That's pretty much what I do. It's like everything I do kind of falls under the umbrella of um, gifting and joy uh, and ease to bodies. So that's pretty much my um, umbrella of um, what I work with. Whether I'm doing something called the mitzvah technique, which is a somatic type body work, uh, for lack of a better description. Um, right now, that's kind of the category it falls under. Uh, and there's that which I do. There's also radionics, which I do, which is also for ease of embodiment and more joy of embodiment. There's also the access bars and body processes, Reiki, um, and and me, me showing up as me and being um, the energy that's required for you to actually have more joy and ease of embodiment. So what do I do? It's a great question. And I love when people ask me that, like, what do you do? What is this body work thing? I think I've really just totally chosen to simplify the, just simplify it completely um, by literally letting everybody know that it's as simple as, I play with your body until you explode with joy. That's that's it. Like, if anybody asks for more description, I think that is pretty much the essence of it. So if your body is kind of like intrigued by that whole idea, like your body's like, what does she mean? What does she do? I want to try that, whatever that is. Um, if you are on social media... I got a little fun last week, and I started offering some pretty fun things out there, but you're going to need to private message me. So you either need to send me an email or a private message through social media, and I am willing to gift you 15 minutes of me. 15 minutes of me. But you're going to have to private message me because I'm psychic, but I'm not going to be messaging all of you. Just don't have the time for it. So you guys need to message me. So either through email or through private message on Facebook or Instagram are the best ways to connect with me. Um, I do have Pinterest, but the chances of me looking on there for a message are slim to none. So give you the ways, find me, and hook up. I will send you a link to have 
15 minutes with me so that you can actually get a little taster of what I do because a lot of the work I do, um, I can actually do from a distance. Yep, I'm that magic. Let's face it, we actually all are that magic. You know, you can think about your friend from around the world and then they call you out of the blue. We're actually all that magic, just some of us practice it more, so we have a stronger muscle. And so I like to think that I'm kind of like a heavyweight championship um, contender of the energy world of distance energy work. So I'm going to actually give myself that title right now, heavyweight contender, winner, possibly winner of the heavyweight championship for um, energy work distance-wise and in person, but I can do it distance. So there you go. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about something. I mean, I could go on about myself forever. Let's face it, I like to. And, And aside from liking talking about myself, I also like to talk about private parts. Yes, I do. What makes them private? Seriously? Because I started to wonder that. It was actually inspired from a, uh, one of the shows that I did recently, and maybe it was the last couple of shows, and I said something about how did private parts get private anyway. And of course, my lovely um, top-notch friend, I would say top-notch because I don't really say I have a best friend per se, but I have some top-notch friends in the world, um, Christine McIver, who's also the CEO of this station. She was like, hey, there's a topic in there. I'm like, if you say so, girlfriend, she tends to like point out where I have topics all the time. So I just run with it because she, uh, she's pretty darn smart and she generally knows what she's talking about. So... I just go, cool, I think you know what you're talking about. I'm going to just follow that and see where it takes me. So I want to know for you personally, what makes you think that your private parts are private? So it's interesting. We you know, were born into this world completely naked. Naked is naked. And crawling around as babies, you know, as a baby – your parents are like changing you in public bathrooms, your genitals exposed to the world. In fact, your nipples are exposed to the world half the time, your anus is exposed to the world. These are all parts that we normally hide. But as a baby, your your body parts are being exposed to the general public, complete strangers, and that somehow that that at that point in your life, your genitals are not private. When do they become private? That's what I'm really curious about. So this today's exploration is when and how did our genitals become private? And what makes us say that at some point they are private and some point they aren't private? What cultures, um, you know, there are so many cultures in the world who also would say that things are private that in other cultures are not private. Like a woman maybe showing her hair in some cultures is very private. My grandmother was a Nazarene. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, that was it's a religion. Um, you can check it out on, I'm sure Wikipedia has got a description of Nazarenes. And she was, she always wore a kerchief on her head. I think once in my entire life, she died when I was 22. Uh, once in my entire life did I see her hair, which was for her quite a vulnerable and embarrassing thing. So. Her hair was as private to her as her genitals would have been. And it's fascinating how some things like that in the world have become very, uh, very significant. And 
then we have nudist colonies. Like we have these extreme opposites on the planet for sure. And we have cultures that have never actually been exposed to the thought that any of your genitals are private. Um, and they might actually just wear a belt around their waist for practical reasons so that they can carry food or weapons or something, but their genitals are completely exposed. Uh, so what and why do we have our genitals being private? It's such a curiosity. And one of the things, you know, Wikipedia, because Wikipedia is brilliant, um, and I'm grateful for Wikipedia, so I actually donate money to Wikipedia yearly to keep it running. And if you didn't know that you could do that, you actually can, because they actually need funding to keep going. Um, and if you do like donating money to things, um, I'm always open to having you donate money to my radio show to keep it going, too. You can always advertise on here, because that's fun, too. Yes, I just magically segued that whole thing without even trying. So... Yes, you can donate money to me. I'd be happy to receive it. And I would even announce you on the radio show as a donor. You've donated to me, and I will name you on the show. I will even maybe invite you to be a guest on the show. Just saying, if you'd like to be a guest, and you'd like to be named, and you'd like to go public, you can donate money to The Pleasure Zone. You can donate money to Inspired Choices Network as well and see how many shows you can get on. Just saying, we got options. So I am I'm wondering what is it? So according to Wikipedia, uh intimate parts uh, and private parts kind of are in the same category. An intimate part, a personal part, or private part, according to Wikipedia, is a place on the human body which is customarily kept covered by clothing and public venues and conventional settings as a matter of fashion and cultural norms. In several cultures, revealing these parts is seen as a religious offense. So definitions vary, but usually they're primarily the parts involved in sexual arousal, procreation, and elimination of excreta and related matter, including, so we have the buttocks, anus, perineum, and mons pubis, and for males, the penis and scrotum, and for females, the vulva, including the pudential cleft and breasts. So the term intimate parts may be construed to mean only the external body parts that are visible when naked. So only the external body parts that are visible when naked. So for men, the penis and basically, you know, the scrotum. And for women, breasts and it would be more like the mons pubis for women. It's not like we usually sit around with our our legs spread open so you can check out the entire vulva and go, wow, look at those labia, they're fantastic. We usually don't sit around and check out each other's labia, although, I don't know, maybe in other cultures they do, and good for them if they do, because then they're just not private parts anymore. They're more like public discussions and displays of art and beauty, possibly. Um, although it's funny, because these private parts often do end up on display, I don't even know where this conversation's going, quite frankly, because it's going in so many directions. But that just popped into my mind that there are so many ways that that private parts have been put on display. If you go to the art gallery, for example, uh, if you go and you look at famous statues of the world, all the naked Davids of the world have their penises showing. Um, you know, they don't usually show women with their legs spread open, but they do show breasts of women in art all the time, and they show um the buttocks of women and they'll often show um basically 
the mons pubis. They're going to show like the entire frontal area, but they don't usually show, uh, you know, the vaginal opening along with the labia. They don't usually go that far. So, you know, it's it's just something to think about, like what makes your private parts private? And when did you decide in your life that your private parts were private? Did you start really little? Were you older? Um, for example, my daughter, when she was little, little, like just a few months old, um, not even, maybe a few days old even, I remember changing her summer public and she would scream like somebody was murdering her. She's very private and she's still a very private person. And I caught on about the third time that she did not like being changed in public, did not like strangers looking at her body in public, and did not like comments about her body at all. Um, and I thought that was pretty unique and interesting because I'd never seen a child really be upset about being changed in public, but she was. And I could change her privately, that was fine, or I could change her around my mother, or my mother could change her, but outside of us, um, there was really not a lot of, um, she wasn't really available to let other people change her or look at her or even, you know, uh, comment on her body part. Like, oh, look at the little, she didn't like any of that stuff. She would scream and, you know, whether she was aware of it or she's carried things from another lifetime, um, whatever it was for her, her body in general is very private to her. So, I think that's pretty cool in that she she has just a different um, perspective on it where my niece, who was actually raised in a much more conservative home, uh, was a little bit of a nudist and would run around and be, you know, scolded for her na- naked body, um, even though she was having total joy of embodiment running around naked. My daughter would have nothing to do with the nakedness. That was not cool to her. Um, she had more. <laughs> she had more kind of rules in place than my niece did. And they're only about ten months apart. So it was interesting to watch how they would react to uh, nudity and what we would call showing off your private parts. What makes them so private? What is private to you, right? So. Some parts you might find are private, like maybe for you, your most private part is behind your ear and you just don't want people to look at it, touch it, lick it or anything. And that's like private to you. I think private can constitute anything that you do not want somebody else to look at, touch, smell, taste, or use any of their senses with. Basically, it's a part you've hidden um, from the outside world. So you know, if you hide your eyes all the time behind dark glasses, maybe your eyes for you are incredibly private. So what makes your private parts private for you? Are your genitals even private to you? What else is possible? So that's a little something to play with, think about, and consider. Uh, We're actually going to be talking a lot more about that. We're going to dive into, you know, the private parts um, and how they kind of compare around the world where in some cultures things are more private than in others, right? So we're going to talk a lot more about private parts and what makes them private when we actually return from this uh, upcoming commercial break here on the Pleasure Zone on Inspired Choices Network with me, Lolita Jelinek. 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Do you want the world to be greater? Are you a seeker, and do you know more is possible? Together, we can make it happen. Join us for the 22nd Century Consciousness Showcase. More than 20 movers and shakers in the world of empowerment will unveil their strategies for creating dynamic future success. All our speakers will invite and inspire you with their visions in the exciting world of consciousness. Each of them have put together amazing promotional packages with extraordinary pricing that will be available to you just for participating with us. The showcase begins June 11th and runs through June 15th. Join us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com to never miss any of the amazing video conversations and fabulous offerings. We look forward to creating the future consciousness with you. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone, my fun pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And for those of you who don't know, I'm Melitza Jelinek. Thank you for listening tonight. I appreciate it. Um, for those of you who don't know or you've just missed a little ad, we are having a really cool um, event occurring through Inspired Choices Network called Igniting 22nd Century Consciousness. It's actually not that. It's 22nd Century Consciousness in Igniting Inspired Voices, but I was just calling it Igniting 22nd Century Consciousness for fun. So 22nd Century Consciousness, what is it? So it's really about when we focus on the creation of the future. We're charting our course for what, for where we desire to go and how we desire to be. And so we're actually going to be, there's over 20 of us who are going to be on this showcase. I'm one of them. I'm going to be live on the showcase on the Monday, June 11th at 6 p.m. Um, so I'll be sharing my tips and tools for what I'm using for 22nd Century Consciousness. It's a free showcase. All you have to do is go on inspiredchoicesnetwork.com, click on the host shows, and you'll find the, the uh, 22nd Century Consciousness as the first posting there. Go right in there. There's a register now button. And when you go through that, you're going to find that every single, every single person that's being interviewed or speaking on this, um, this wonderful, um, event is, has 
a special offer available. And the special offer uh, that I have available is pretty spectacular. It's like a $900 value. I think that's what it amounted up to for like $197. So I'm really stoked about offering that. There's going to be some sexy, sensual stuff being offered and private sessions avec moi. And what a great way to actually find out if you'd like a private session avec moi. I'm being a little bit like Miss Piggy today. You can actually go and send me a private message or send me um, a private message through Facebook or Instagram or you can send me an email. And that way we can arrange for you to have a quickie with me for 15 minutes. And I'm only offering this to like 25 people. So just FYI, I should have mentioned 25 people get to have this. I have some spare time in my life, but I don't have that much spare time. So I need to knock the numbers so that you know that there will be 25 people getting that. But I'm looking forward to um, having you guys come on and listen in and actually uh, be part of this 22nd Century Consciousness event, which I'm really stoked about um, because there's so many great speakers on there. I'm looking forward to listening to them. I've already signed up, so you guys go sign up too. It's totally free, and you get to be um, part of being able to buy some of these amazing packages when you sign up. So how lucky are you? How lucky are we to have this going on? So excited about that. So Back to our wonderful topic about private parts compared to what public parts? What makes your parts private and public? Now, parts that we are considering private in this case, according to Wikipedia, the parts that we hide under our clothing, um, which could be anything. Like, I live in Canada, and sometimes that would make my private parts my head because it's freaking cold out in the winter, and, you know, I'm hiding my head. And it's basically a place on the human body which is customarily kept covered by clothing in public venues. Well, public would be also outside, which would also mean I'm wearing a hat. So what else is kept um, covered? Some people cover their legs in public. They like prefer to wear pants or dresses or something where their legs are covered. And most people cover their feet in public. So I'm just wondering, does that make our feet private? Um, it's curious, really. I know in school, uh, in the schools and the local schools that um, my daughter goes to and that I often do supply work in, there are actually rules about covering your shoulders and you are not to wear like um, anything that has a like a tank top with a um, like like on the shoulders. It has to be more than three finger widths across. If it's only like one or a child's finger, it's no good to go. So no spaghetti straps in the school. Um, they consider that not appropriate. So it's and not even for the children. They're not allowed to either. So it's interesting the rules that have been, been developed. Um, what people constitute as being sexy. What people constitute as being showing off too much in public. And where and when did we decide that? Like I mentioned at the top of the show, babies are born naked, right? We're all born naked. And at some point, you know, our little naked butts are being changed in public. And it's really curious to me that at some point, and what is that point that they become private? Now, is that the point where you start being toilet trained? So you're going to the bathroom on your own, but still somebody's wiping your bum. So I at some point between the time when you're born and the time you learn to wipe your bum, you have this thing that's been now taught to you that first your genitals were completely public. Everybody saw them. Then 
They became private out of nowhere. Can we send a more confusing message to people if we try? So for at least two probably years of your life, your genitals are completely public. Then they become private. Then they become super private. And then if you're going to do anything with them, you better not only be private, but maybe hide it in a closet where nobody can find it, um, which I think has caused a bit of a uh, backlash where now we have, you know, the teenagers taking naked selfies of each other, um, sending them out and, you know, masturbation videos being sent left, right and center. How do I know that? I get sent an awful lot of those on uh, social media. So I know that there are a lot of masturbation videos going around. Just saying. So what is it that has you want to hide your body parts that you would say that they're private? You know, you might even have points of view about your body and you're like, oh, I don't like my stomach. Nobody can see that. That would mean that you think that your stomach is private. Probably you might actually think it's more private than maybe your nipples. It's possible. You might even, you know, guys out there might be taking selfies of your penises, but God forbid we see between your toes because that, that area is private. But your penis, no problem. I think there's like this strange turnaround that's going on where now with social media um, and so many uh, people sending like naked photos all over the place, it's a lot of that so-called private is becoming public. And just remember that all those pictures you are taking on your cell phone that are nudies, they stay there. They stay in the ethers. They, you can't get rid of those, my friends. So just be aware, your now private parts are totally public. Now, those other parts we're not seeing, like behind your ear or between your toes. Now, those are actually still private, so that's cool. You still have some private parts happening. So what they're saying in Wikipedia is that, like, basically anything that has um, excretum come out of it. Well, what is that? You know, excretum could be, is that what they called it or is that what I'm calling it? Let me just double check. Um, yeah, excreta. Sorry, not excretum, but excreta which would be any kind of excretions, anal excretions, vaginal secretions. Um, you know, even nipples get secretions, let's face it. Although in Canada, and I don't know if this is true in all um, of North America, but I'm pretty sure it's true in the U.S., but I know for sure it's true in Canada, we are allowed to nurse in public. So we're actually allowed to excrete um, milk and have secretions of milk coming into our breasts and breastfeeding in public, boobies full on out. However, if you're not breastfeeding um, in a lot of areas of Canada, no, you're not allowed to have your boobies out. But if you're in Toronto, there was a law passed over 20 years ago. There was a law passed that on certain days when they're hot enough, if men are having their shirts off, women, gosh darn it, we can too. And for about the year where that law was passed, there was a lot of women walking around topless, um, kind of in a revolt, I guess. They were kind of like, oh, yeah, we're doing this. And then it calmed down. So the law is actually still available. I believe it's still in place that women can walk around topless. Not that it matters. There's so much pornography out there already and everybody's sending naked selfies. It's not like it's news, right? And everybody's nursing in public these days. So boobies are everywhere. If you want to see boobies, your best bet is to come to Toronto, probably Ontario in general get to see your boobies. Um, it's going to be good for you, but guys and gals who want to see them, um, boobies are not so private here. Also, in other places of Europe, they're not so private. You know, um, I think the first time I was kind of like, like kind of in a beyond, which is like where you're like, whoa, I was both excited and maybe a little bit um, 
scared. I don't know. I was in Greece and it's Greece. You know, there's beaches that are, you're not even sure. Is it a nude beach? Is it not a nude beach? Some people are naked. Some people aren't. There's no, there's no line that you cross that all of a sudden you're naked. Although sometimes the line is literally five feet away from you. It's a naked, naked beach and there's no wall and your side of the beach is not naked. It's like there's no really defining line, but it was the first time I saw women, you know, fully topless just running around the beach playing frisbee. And I was like, wow, you just like let it hang out there, pendulous breasts flying all over the place. It's like welcome to Greece where at 6 a.m. people just go naked skinny dipping because they can. So there's lots of places in the world, and I know France has a lot of topless beaches. There are a lot of places in the world where toplessness is completely normal. It's actually almost like insulting if you wear a top to your bathing suit. Um, Actually, now that reminded me that the very first time I saw that was um, a friend of ours had come from Germany, and I was about 13, and she was 11, and she was swimming in like Lake Ontario topless, and I was mortified. I was like, "Oh my God, that's you're like topless in front of your brother." You're like, I was just like mortified for her. I I felt like embarrassed for her, even though she wasn't embarrassed. I had all these feelings mustering up, um, mostly because I was like, "Oh my God, she was topless in front of her family." Um, for me, it's like topless in front of non-family, no problem. Topless in front of complete strangers, hell yeah. Topless in front of family, not so much. So it it was, I remember being like feeling embarrassed for her and thinking, oh my God, I just wanted to give her a shirt or give her my bathing suit. And she was like, no, 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 it's fine. So that was so awkward. Um, but you know, that's kind of like when you're raised in a culture where you can walk around with, you know, toplessness all the time, it's not a big deal. And there are so many cultures where it's not a big deal. And there are so many cultures where even showing your eyes are a big deal. Like Saudi Arabia, like you've got to walk around completely covered. So it's interesting. What makes your private parts private? What makes your private parts private to you? Do you actually consider that you have private parts? Or are all of your parts for public display? Or are some of your parts for public display that others think shouldn't be on public display? I'm just curious. What are you aware of? Um, If you have comments, or if you'd like to call in, or if you'd like to chat about private parts with me, I love chatting about private parts. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, I would love that. We're actually going to take a commercial break, so feel free, though, to check out the phone numbers that are available. Get your phone up and ready to call from America. If you'd like, call from the U.S. at 1-815-880-8255, or from Canada, one 613 800-8736. You can call in, get those phones rocking and rolling and ready to call in during uh, the commercial break. So we're actually going to go now to um, to our break. And here, uh, I'd like to remind you guys that we are coming back to the Pleasure Zone here on the Inspired Choices Network with me, your hostess 
with the most. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with Body Whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices and Network. And I'm your hostess, Melita Jelinek. If you're just jumping in with us, we're talking about private parts, because why not? And uh, what makes them private? That's what I like to know. What makes your private parts private? And in some countries, you know, your eyes are private, your shoulders are private. Um, it's actually really determined by the culture. It's really determined by... Um, the religion and the culture, and where and when um, in a culture now where we have such a mix of different religions, Canada is we we are more like America calls himself a melting pot, and I can't remember what we call ourselves, but we're definitely not. Um, we have like everything merged in for sure, but we're more like a giant stew in Canada. We like to like call ourselves something else first like for example my father um was born in Serbia and so he would call him you know we get to call ourselves here in Canada Serbian Canadians where in America you call yourself an American Serbian and it's like sometimes our culture um uh, comes first in Canada and we kind of have a pride about having multiple cultures and having distinguished cultures um and we really celebrate that a lot. We're in America, it's a little bit more melted in. We're American first. 
So it's kind of interesting to me that we have um, such a variety of different cultures here in Canada, and we take on some values that are pretty old. Like we take on values that maybe are um, a couple hundred years old. Maybe not a couple hundred years ago in France, because they were having massive orgies and stuff. Um, and they were, you know, walking around with their breasts, like hanging out at parties, uh, you know, hanging out at Versailles, and they were half naked. This is a different experience, um, possibly in, you know, the 17th century, uh, 18th century kind of era. Depends on the area of the world as well. And you look back thousands of years to uh, ancient Greece and you've got or ancient Rome as well. And you've got like major orgies going on publicly. It's not um, it's not something that maybe is super old, but somewhere some values kicked in um, that actually had us go, we need to hide this. And so whether that's, you know, the the Christian values where it came in with Adam and Eve having their first shame in the Garden of Eden and realizing, oh, my God, we're naked. We must put that leaf over our genitals um whether that was you know what we're buying into or uh whatever it was i still don't get where at what age did that become what age and how does it go from being public getting changed completely in public to being totally private now let's just switch that up as an image because it's so weird in my mind that say you have um, an adult and the ad, if the adult was in the same position as the baby, so now you got your baby in the change room lying on a table getting their diaper changed. If you have an adult lying there, uh, genitals exposed to the world, legs up in the air, and they're wiping their butt, we would think that was wrong and weird, and we might actually call the police for public indecency. How is it that it goes from one age, it's not public indecency, to another age where it is public indecency? They could be doing the exact same act, wiping their bum, and one becomes publicly indecent where one isn't. So is it pubic hair that kicks in? Is it that at some point we think people become sexual? I want to surprise all of you. We're sexual from the moment we're conceived. We are born from orgasms. We are born with sexual energy. It doesn't mean we act out sexually. But it's it's funny. It's it's interesting. Okay, so there's a question in the chat room. In tribes where they don't cover up, is there less are they less at the effective rate? Um I actually have read studies on that and like years and years ago and there isn't so much a belief in rape. It's it's a completely different kind of point of view. So do you know their their point of view in some of these tribes too is that that there are actually sex games. There's a tribe, and I can't remember what part of Africa it comes from, but it's a it has like an exclamation point, and K U N G is the name of the tribe. There there was a study, I think it was in the National Geographic years ago, because I remember reading it in high school, and the whole culture stayed with me in my mind uh, to this day that they actually played sex games as children and that was very normal and you know it was like they it was kind of like an expectation the way that we have childhood chores they have childhood sex games that they are actually supposed to be engaging in for their future so it really depends on the culture you know some people would say it's wrong to give your children chores and some people might say it's wrong to give your children sex games that they need to play it's all a point of view it's all like your culture and what you make of it so 
how do we, um, you know, how do people actually see it? Do they actually see you as, uh, you know, something that has to be raped? Maybe not. Like, it might not be, not that there is a has to be raped. I realize that sounds really weird when that comes out. So in some cultures, people actually do have the belief that a woman deserves it, right? So there are there are cultures in the world, and I don't want to go naming them so we don't have a giant cons- uh, controversy going on, but there are cultures in the world that absolutely condone women being raped. In fact, it's an expectation if a woman has done something that that maybe goes against her family, it's con- it's condoned and expected for a woman to be raped, violated in any way, harmed, maimed. Um, it's an expectation. In other cultures, and their bodies are generally completely covered up. And then we have other cultures where they may be walking around completely naked and none of those things even exist in their reality. So when I say it's not like something they have to do is because it doesn't even exist in their reality. If if a culture doesn't even know that rape is a possibility, do they rape somebody? No. It's not even a possibility. It's like they don't think that you would actually take somebody's choice away, Right? So if you have a culture that doesn't watch TV, then would watching TV be part of their reality? No, it's just not. So you show them a TV and they're like, we don't understand this. So there there are so many you know, ways we can look at that. And yes, I get that's going to be kind of controversial to people, but there there is such a, a kind of a, a truth to if, if you don't believe or know something that exists, can you actually have it show up in your world? Um, there's a great and amazing series called Anastasia and the Ringing Cedars of Russia. If you've never read it, um, I think book one's available online. And in it, she's actually like a naked woman living in the Siberian taiga, which is like the, you know, basically the forest of like northern Siberia. It's freezing and she's naked. And I'm wondering, you know, with her, she's like living in the the absolutely freezing cold and she's surviving naked. She's not around a lot of cultures and um and she actually ends up encountering uh like western culture and her reality compared to their reality is completely different. She ends up having a child and this child's reality is that that divorce he doesn't even know divorce exists until divorce is brought up to him by a person who has the belief that divorce exists. So if divorce doesn't exist in your reality, does it show up? No. So if you have a culture where rape doesn't exist, divorce doesn't exist, you don't own people, um, none of these things can actually be part of your reality. That's just not even real to you. It doesn't even make sense. So something to play with and consider. So do your parts become private then? They are not private anymore if um, you don't have private parts because nothing's private. Usually in those cultures, too, everything is shared, including food, um, partners, houses, children. It's just a collective community where you don't own anything. If you don't own anything, nothing is private. So basically, private means that you own it. It's yours. And truly, in essence, your body is yours no matter what like what do you do with it do you make it public or do you make it private are you going to show it off or are you going to keep it to yourself what would you like to do 
we um, we're actually going to skip our last break because I do have a caller online, um, and we will talk to our caller, Karina. Hi, Karina. Hi. How are you? I'm good, Karina. How are you? Do you have a I'm question tonight great. about? Yes, I Great. do about public exposure. Well, you know what you were talking about. Um, I definitely have what this reality or this culture that I'm living in um, problem with. I think just my body parts should be public. I'm not going to go out there and expose them and get a ticket, but um, there seems to be somebody who I'm dating who seems to think that all of that needs to be private and. Um, he judges me obviously according to what he perceives, and how can I get him to understand, or how do, or what, how do I change it so that he understands that to me it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily need to be private. Like so, my point of view is not his point of view. Yeah. So does he that. have to agree with you, <laughs> or can you just oh, be like, "Thanks for your point of view." What... <laughs> Thanks for your point no, of view. I appreciate it. it. No, <laughs> so it's kind of fun when he doesn't, right? And then it's like, if hey, it's like, hey, boyfriend, you don't want to show your parts publicly. That's cool. That's your choice. But guess what? This is my body, um, and you know me, so don't try and change me. I'm not going to try and change you. And if you'd like to be with me, just know this is who I am. I might show off my boobies publicly. I might take a picture of my butt, too. I might just show things off because that's who I am. You know that coming in. If you don't try and change me, I won't try and change you. What do you think of that? But sometimes if you've already set it up where you've already decided that there's going to be a, like, we're going to have to fight this one out. Somebody's going to have to win. And I'm going to have to convince you that my point of view is right and your point of view is wrong. You've already (laughs) set it up for a fight, right? Yeah. It's kind of fun that way. Yeah. So are you just willing to let him be him and you be you and just, be really clear on that and just know, like, don't give up you no matter what, right? If it's fun for you to yeah. have your private parts public and it's not fun for him to be part of that, then it might not work. Just know that. And it might work. Just know that you both agree to disagree, too. There's a lot of ways to be in a relationship where you can agree to disagree. And just like, cool, we don't agree on that. Now what? Okay. I don't know if the type of guy who would just talk about it. Just he's just not very talkative, but um. <laughs> but I'll definitely try that approach and see what happens. <laughs> Thank you so much, Eric. Yeah, have fun with it. Well, yeah, we never really have to have the same opinions. Like, I actually have an aunt and an uncle who, at the beginning of their relationship, agreed that there are three things that they know will create fights discussions about politics, uh religion and there's something else I can't remember. But they have they agreed from day one and they've been married for forty five years and they actually have one of the most functional relationships I've ever seen. And they know what doesn't work for them to talk about. So they don't go there and they don't actually create fights. So my uncle does his thing, my aunt does her thing, they're in total allowance of each other. And they don't actually create, they know what will poke the other one and they don't do that on purpose. So, yeah. But if you like to poke the bear and you want to poke the boyfriend and go, look what I did. I just posted my boobies online and I got 500 likes. Cool. Poke the bear. (laughs) But if you don't want to poke the bear, know what you don't agree on. It actually works really well to know what not to talk about as much as 
you can know what to talk about. Make sense? Cool. I think uh, we are – actually, we could actually have some fun and go to a commercial break because we have some really cool commercials. Um, and I'm going to have more commercials coming up because I have so many fun things I'd like to share with you guys that I'm creating in the future, um, like the hedonist classes that I have coming up uh, in person and also to remind you guys that you can get on uh, my naughty list by going on my website – sending me a little email, private, or you can send me a private email or send me a Facebook message and just request access to the naughty list um, section of my website. There is going to be videos, posts, blogs, vlogs, how-tos, DIYs, you name it, all things pleasure, sex, fun, body-related that is 18+. plus. So just know I prefer you to be 18+. Plus. And yes, I will check you out. So you can apply, but I might deny so just know, um, go ahead, apply, but I might deny. And I, I love that I have this naughty list. It's so very exciting. So um, actually, let's have fun. We will head off to a commercial break and see what I'm advertising today just for fun. And when we come back on the Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, we're going to wrap up this show about private parts right after this commercial break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. 
Hello, Pleasure Seekers. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Millet Sialanich. We've got a few minutes left to wrap up this amazing episode of Private Parts, what makes them private, what makes them public. Um, like the caller was saying earlier, she mentioned that, um, you know, for her, she likes to expose her body. She has fun with that, and her partner isn't so keen on that. So, if you actually are dating somebody and you know that they actually like to show their body parts, just know that's who they are. If it doesn't work for you, you need to talk about it. Communication is key. And if you're not a communicator, um, maybe it's a good time to learn how because guess what? Relationships are tricky when you don't actually communicate. They're next to, well, they're really tricky. I mean, they're not impossible, but they're really tricky. So communicate learn to communicate, whether it's energetic, physical, uh, communication through touch, whatever it is for you. There is definitely a way for you to communicate so that you know what you require, you know what works for you, and what's your deal in the liver. You know, if your partner is exposing themselves in public and that just doesn't work for you, and they know that, then it's time for you to work your deal in the liver and either walk away or stick it around. So I want you guys to know that we got lots of great shows lined up. And next week, I want to actually talk about old school dating. What the heck is that? Like, who actually has met somebody through a friend in the last 20 years? Well, I know I have. It's actually how I met my husband. But it doesn't happen very often that I'm aware of. And I know that with online dating being as prolific as it is, it's um, not something that a lot of people are doing anymore. So I'd like to, uh, you know, honor the old school dating and talk a little bit about how we can actually socialize and communicate with people to create greater relationships and also how to socialize in a way that um, isn't all texting, right? Texting has become like the norm of how we communicate. And what if we can have um, sincere conversations with people that involve more than three letters like LOL and what if we can actually um, relate and communicate? Wouldn't that be fun? And what if your friends actually know somebody who you might get along really well with? Are you willing and daring to ask uh, everybody and anybody you know to hook you up? So I'm really excited for next week's show in talking about old school dating. Um, there will be a link soon up on Inspired Choices Network for you guys to connect with that. Uh, following that, that following weekend on uh, June 18th, we're going to be talking about new school dating and online dating and all the different um, ways you can date online with awareness. And I have had a show like that before, but I think there's always room for more for sure, because this is something that's um, really common in our, in our culture right now. But I would like to to uh, honor everybody and anybody who's an old school dater. And if you have had a partner that you met the old school way, I'd love to hear about it. So I'd love for you guys to call in next week at 8 p.m. EST because we're going to be live for that show. In the meantime, check out my website because there's always great stuff going on there at MalitzaJelenic.com. I've got classes. I've got all kinds of stuff going on. And remember to private message me or email me if you'd like a 15-minute quickie with me. If you haven't had one already, remember to sign up for that. I'd be so thrilled to talk with you and we'll see you next week and hear from you next week thank you for choosing to listen to the pleasure zone Milica Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time 7 p.m. Central 6 p.m. Mountain and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com we hope you'll join us until then have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body